Welcome to the Balance Code Podcast, a place where you have permission to step outside the hamster wheel of day-to-day life and learn tools to create more balance. My name is Katie Ressler. I'm a licensed therapist and burnout and hidden grief specialist. I support ambitious, goal-driven people who are ready to get off the one-way train to burnout and start to enjoy life again to the fullest. Oh, and by the way, I'm a mom of three, an expat living in Germany who's still learning the language, and an entrepreneur. Living my balance code is what keeps me able to work in incredible ways without burning out. So let's find your balance code. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're talking about three things that are causing more stress in your life, and we're going to be approaching it from a different angle. There'll be things that you're already somewhat aware of, but we're going to be looking at some of the science behind why it is that it's impacting you and causing the stress and talking a little bit about what we can do about it. Before we dive in, I want to remind you about the Stress Less Space. It's my monthly membership in which you are able to get a five to seven minute audio every week teaching you a unique tool to handling stress in your life. I cover things from different thought patterns, mindset and beliefs, as well as activities and actions you've been taking on a weekly basis. So make sure to look below at the Stress Less Space link so that you can learn about this membership and see if it's the right fit for you. It's the best way to get some bite-sized information that you can practice as new habits each week in a format on a private Telegram channel where you're not having to chat with other people and hear all their opinions on things, but just learn the tool and start putting it into practice. So make sure to check that information below. Okay, let's dive in. Three things causing you more stress right now. So number one is sleep. And of course you're like, well, of course, Katie, I struggle to get sleep or I'm struggling to find the time to get enough sleep, but sleep is adding stress to our system. And what I mean by the sleep is the lack of sleep, not getting enough sleep. What happens is, is we have in our minds, okay, I'm going to go to bed at this particular time. And, you know, okay. And by the time we get there, we're enjoying doing something else, right? Whether we don't think we're really enjoying doing that work or that project, but it's got us going a little bit of the addiction of the excitement of doing a project or we're watching something, or maybe we're chatting with somebody on the phone. We just don't want to get off. Whatever it might be, we're in this like activity and we have a hard time stopping it. So then what happens is we go, okay, well, you know what? I'll just go to bed early tomorrow night and tomorrow night never comes, right? There's always something that's stopping us from getting that good sleep, but we really have to take the initiative to be more proactive in getting good sleep. And here's why. When we are asleep, some essential things are happening to our brains. One, we're finally integrating all of the things that we've taken in during the day. You probably notice your dreams have a lot of like random things from the day or that week of what you watched, things somebody said, or things you actually saw or did. And it's just your brain compiling the information and deciding what to get rid of and what to keep and what we're going to do with them. Another thing is your brain is able to detox during that time and release all the stuff that it does not need, those stress hormones and other hormones that's time to let go of. But if you are not allowing yourself to have the adequate amount of hours of sleep, which is around seven hours, your brain doesn't get to get into that place. And so you are holding back from the things that you need to be able to clean your mind and adding to that fuzzy brain, the inability to think clear and 
the stress that you're adding to your system. So we really do need sleep for those reasons. And there are a myriad more, but this episode is not just about sleep. Hopefully one day soon, I will have one on that. So if we can start to be more precious around the time with our sleep and really value it, you're going to notice that your cortisol levels are much lower. You just feel more relaxed. You're not as agitated because your system is not already deprived of what it needs, which is that rest. You may even find during the day, if you can spend 15 to 20 minutes with your eyes closed, don't panic if you don't actually sleep. A lot of people be like, well, I never actually slept and my brain kept going. You closed your eyes and you stopped bringing in stimulus. Don't even listen to stuff if you can. If you don't add in the stimulus, then your brain is still, even though it's thinking about things, it is able to kind of like in the background, relax a bit. So finding time for rest is important, but sleep in particular is super important to us decreasing our stress levels. And I cannot stress this enough. We need to be more protective around our sleep. And I'm sorry, but telling yourself that it's me time to be able to watch shows longer or stay up longer doing something is not actually healthy. That me time needs to be sleep. It really needs to be you taking care of yourself because you're depriving yourself of what you need. And then the next day you feel worse. You don't actually feel better. And me time should not make you feel worse. Okay. Second thing is screen time. Times that we are on our phone, our computer, on our tablets, watching television. Okay. Screens are a wonderful thing. We can get information from the stuff that we read and listen to. It helps us connect with people around the world family members who might live abroad, like I do from my family. But the issue is it actually is impacting our brains in a lot of negative ways and our bodies. So we are finding in the mental health community that increased screen time leads to higher anxiety, lower self-esteem, issues with depression. And that is not just because of social media and what you're watching. It is the screen itself. It is the fact that it is hitting the pleasure centers in our brain that lead us to want more, but does not mean that it's actually good for us. We need nature. We need fresh air. We need to actually see people in person and connect with them. So the more screen time that we're having, and the more we're sort of hunched over looking at our phones or looking at a computer screen, we are impacting our feeling of strength and confidence. Because if our posture is down and low and we're typing and we're constantly looking forward, then we're not as I'm rolling my shoulders back going, huh, I'm here. I can get a full breath in, which is also something we need to help de-stress. And I feel confident because when I help hold my head up higher, I automatically feel a sense of pride and good and okay, I can do this. But when I'm constantly hunched, I'm adding stress physically to my system. My body's not able to hold the weight of my head the way it would normally do because it should be further back. And so all of a sudden I'm feeling more stressed, agitated, even exhausted over time. So our screen time is adding to our stress. And you probably find the times where you unplug, step away for a weekend from social media or turn off your phones at the end of the day. So that's just you and a book or you and your partner or family members or playing a game or doing something, right? that you feel more relaxed. And that's because your brain is finally getting a break from all the stuff that's coming in when we are on our screens. 
Okay, the third thing is the lack of real and good connection. So what do I mean by this? I referenced to it earlier. We actually need to have connection with real people. Now, this doesn't mean just any real people. So don't go out and find some community or group and you're like, okay, you're real people, so this must be good. No, it's actually real and good connection. People who can be authentic. People who can actually listen to you when you talk versus just talk at you. It's kind of funny to listen in on conversations as a therapist because you sort of hear the dynamics back and forth, especially if it's maybe a, a couple at a coffee shop. Are they actually talking together? Or are they talking at each other? Are they actually listening to what the other person said? Or are they off on to another topic? Because of social media, we tend to jump from topic to topic a lot faster than we ever did before. And we also struggle to actually talk to each other, to talk with each other. We tend to go on, well, I did this. Oh, I've done that before too. And here's what happened to me. Oh, well, I did this. And it's always kind of one-upping the other person's story. This is really aggravating because you never feel heard and you don't really feel a sense of real connection. Often you leave those meetings going, okay, well, why did I go meet with them? What was that for? So making sure that you're finding people in your life that you feel a sense of real connection with, that you feel listened to, and that you take the time to listen to as well. The ability to sense that they are actually paying attention to you, but also that they're really there. You could reach out your hand and touch them and go, hi, our physical bodies need that physical touch. We need the oxytocin release of a hug to know that we can trust that person, right? So we're being mindful of who we're actually hugging and who we're involving ourselves with. So things like this are important for us to pay attention to because the more we isolate ourselves and stay even in the online world, we are impacting our brain's ability to feel that trust hormone and that sense of connection. Now, for some of you, you might go, okay, well, I don't really have a lot of good people in my space right now that I actually want to see. And we all need to take times in our lives where we reevaluate who we've let into our circle, right? I really like to draw out a diagram with my clients. And I put in the center, uh, it's kind of like a target. In the center, I write me, right? So it's that's for my client. And then I do a, a circle outside of that, a little bit bigger ring, and then a second one and a third. And I say, okay, you are that center. And in that first ring, or we call it ring number one, who are the people who you trust? Who are the closest people? The people that you will call upon when there's a crisis or when you just need somebody to talk to? Who are the people who are really going to listen and who really care? The people you wake up and want to talk to immediately at the start of your day. That's in your first ring. And if you don't have too many people in there, and you only need like two to three, let's be honest. But if you don't even have one, that would be the area I'd say it's time to start focusing on. And really thinking about who do you want to have in front of you each day or talking to you on a regular basis that is positive, healthy, honest, all the things that maybe the values that are important to you, right? And then you look at the second ring. The second ring might be the people that you like hanging out with. Yes, if there was a major issue, they'd come and help you, but they're not going to be the first people you would call. And the people that you enjoy but they're just not the people you're going to tell your whole life story to, right? And then you've got the third ring, and those are the people who are kind of acquaintances, or maybe they are, you'd call them friends. If you're an extrovert like me, you call a lot of people friends, but you're not letting them into the, like, let's hang out every weekend or even once a month ring, and you're not bringing them into the, let me tell you my life story ring. Once we can evaluate people in that way, and you can evaluate this on a regular basis. In fact, I encourage my clients to not just assume, well, I've known you forever, so you're in ring one. It might be that person is now ring three because your life 
styles are different or choices are different, or you've just grown apart. That happens. But once we start to look at that, you start to go, okay, here's where I want to cultivate those real connections. And here's how I want to make sure to make that happen. And one of the best tips a friend gave me was anytime we finish a meal together or having coffee or tea, we immediately grab out our phones and look at our calendars and plan the next date of when we're going to meet. Even if it's two months in advance, we still do that. We still make sure that we go, okay, we want to see each other again. And this is real connection for us. And it matters. And even though we have busy lives and busy schedules, we're going to make sure to make time for each other. And so that's what we do. So that's a great tip you can use as well. So having that real connection and making sure you're not always isolating yourself is important. There's a fine line between solitude, having that time for you, especially if you're an introvert, you enjoy that solitude, and then actually feeling isolated and feeling like you have nobody. So we have to be really careful because our minds will convince us that there is no one there and we are isolated during times where we've pulled away for solitude. So if I purposely say, hey, I'm going through some life things and I need to step back, that's important. We all cocoon in our hidden grief moments or life challenges. We need that time. But the moment my brain starts to say, nobody cares, I've, you know, like I've been off the grid for a couple of weeks and nobody's checked in on me. I have to remember that I pulled away. I'm the one that, you know, sought out that solitude. I am the one that maybe even let people in my space know, hey, I'm going to be gone. And once I did that, it's my responsibility then to go, hey, I'm still here. And often in those times where we feel a sense of isolation, if we go back and look at our text messages or our phone calls or things like that, we'll notice actually people were reaching out. We just didn't feel like talking because we were afraid of sharing what we're going through. We didn't really want them to know how we were feeling or the the thoughts that we were having. So we have to be really careful with that theory around, you know, I have nobody and I'm isolated and there's nothing out there. Being mindful that it might be that we've pulled ourselves away in such a way that our brain is playing tricks on us. And that adds stress to our system too. So having real and good connection is important. So the three areas in which we are causing more stress in our lives, number one, not getting good sleep. So please be protective of that and know that good sleep is me time as well. Number two, too much screen time. Give yourself breaks of being plugged in. Allow yourself to be in nature. Allow yourself to see real people as much as you can. Some people have work situations where they have to be on the screens all the time. So then you need to have those moments where you dedicate to no screen time. And if it's only 20 minutes a day, it's only 20 minutes a day. Some of you are like, I can do more than 20, but I bet certain situations you're not. So I would just say, break away from the screen time as much as you can. It's adding stress to your system in many different ways. And then third is really being mindful that you don't isolate yourself and have real good connection. And make sure you're paying attention to the type of people you're allowing into that inner circle one, that middle circle two, and putting those people in circle three who don't really need to be that close to you. That's okay. You're allowed to do that. Friendships change. People change. We all adapt. It's okay. Okay. I hope you found today's episode helpful in teaching you how you are adding stress to your system and some things you can start doing to change that up. Make sure again to check out the link for the stress less face if that sounds like something that would benefit you on your weekly goal of having less stress in your life. Very good. Here's to finding our balance code. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode. 
If you have a moment, please leave a rating or a review so that others can find this podcast who are looking for support just like you. Let's connect on Instagram at katie.rustler or at Balance Code Podcast. Or check down in the show notes to find ways that we can work together and see other offerings that I have for you at this time. And as always, here's to finding our balance code.